Hello, everybody. This is your host, Mia. Thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of the one and only Soul Wave Podcast. Enjoy. Let's crack a lacking, guys. <laughs> oh my god, I am so corny. I'm sorry. I say that a lot, though, honestly, but whatever. Y'all gotta get used to it. With shaking bacon or with crack a lacking. <laughs> like a an, a dad bro like jesus okay whatever anyway thank you guys from the very bottom of my soul for tuning in yet again to another episode whether you're listening to this on the treadmill at the gym or you're cleaning your house at work wherever you are i just want to say thank you i think it's super dope and i appreciate all the love and support speaking of support if you guys want to go check out the soul wave podcast instagram it's literally at the soul wave podcast and also if you guys want to come say hi stop by check out my personal instagram see what i'm up to on the day-to-day it is at mia.cromaldi c-r-i-m-a-l-d-i my last name also guys anything i mentioned in this podcast episode references whatever it may be check out the description box nine times out of ten i put all information anything that i say in there so you can also check it out as well as my website's in there too if you guys want to learn a little more about me and all that good stuff so yeah guys um recently we just had the pisces full moon i'm recording this the 13th of september and the pisces full moon was like friday early morning saturday and holy shit man so i don't know if you guys know i mentioned it a couple times on the podcast but if you're new here or if you don't remember i am a native pisces moon my pisces moon is also in the eighth house i say like it's terrible but it's bittersweet um it's just a lot like i am so sensitive and i'm just learning to admit that to myself because you know i'm predominantly around like men and i'm very masculine in my energy sometimes definitely dominant female but you know groomed to have a lot of assertive masculine energies so feeling and being sensitive and allowing my expression emotions was never something that came naturally to me i'm just learning how to do that but this weekend was crazy oh my god i was feeling so much it was all over the spectrum. So I was at a concert Saturday night. I went to go see one of these bands I really, really enjoy listening to, especially at the gym or if I'm just like in a really angry mood or if I just want to vibe and like just mm, not always angry like mood. Like I don't want to say like only listen to them while angry because that's not true and I don't want them to perceive as like an angry band, but they're a rock band. So they have that beat that just hits that certain way, you know? um shine down if you'd ever heard of them go check them out absolutely adore this band i've seen them once before back in 2019 at the same venue and they are incredible performers i literally like say they were top two performances i've ever seen in concert and man like so so good so i went with my cousin and my two best friends and this guy jelly roll which is like the first time I'm like hearing of him. I did some research before the concert because I'm like that nerd and I want to like listen to music. So I know what this guy sings. Um, was touring with them and opened for them. And this guy has an incredible voice. Oh my God. He's like country meets like rock. Like he's like every single genre. Like I don't think he fits himself into a box, but he kind of sounds like Luke Combs and Mitchell Tenpenny 
together. Like, such an incredible voice. So he is opening up, and I'm already, like, five trulies in, another tall boy. Like, your girl's feeling good. (laughs) And he starts singing this song, Smoking Section, which I absolutely have a mental breakdown. Not mental, but, like, an emotional breakdown. And my cousin Jen sees me and she's like, oh, baby, like, come here. Like, you're okay. Like, you're okay. She immediately knew why I was crying. Um, I'm trying to go on Genius right now and pull up the lyrics to this song because I want to read you guys the first part. But I would highly suggest pause this if you can and listen to the song. It's called Smoking Section by Jelly Roll. And... Literally, the first couple lines is, hey, baby brother, how you doing? The streets still holding. The last teen, sorry. <laughs> oh, try not to cry. The last time I seen you, you ain't seem so focused. Can't believe I ain't noticed. I can't believe I missed it. Life been crazy, man. Fast life living. While struggles sitting in prison, I'm sitting and tripping. And I'm sitting here wishing that you were sitting here with me. But you're not, and I'm all alone. And dreams pouring down my face and then this is the one night I didn't wear my waterproof mascara what if what a amateur move because like I knew it was gonna be a Pisces full moon I was looking up to this moon the whole entire week man like I even did shrooms I'm like let's go let's go and I'm like drunk so you know when I'm when I'm drunk I don't have those walls up that I normally do because I'm not conscious and or strong enough and they just come pouring out and I get really really emotional and you know, drunk words, sober thoughts, right? Which is not all the time that I'm drinking. I'm not like that girl that gets drunk or drinks a lot and then immediately starts crying and gets really emotional. You know, that's far and few in between, but I have my moments. I'm human. And when I do, I just don't have those walls up and they just, everything comes through the floodgates. And so that song immediately reminded me of this friend who has passed away. I mentioned a couple times on the previous episodes, and I lost them around beginning of May. And it was the first time I had to navigate something like that. And that's not to say that I have never experienced loss before or a death close to me, but as in all situations, they're all so different. This one was definitely something I've never experienced before. I am very thankful I'm in a better place than I was previously, you know, now recognizing and acknowledging my emotions because I've never learned to do that. I just said that previously, like I've always suppressed it. I've always been like so caught up in like the rat race of society, like don't let them see you down, keep on moving. Like you, yeah, like sure, this is what happened. I would mentally think about it and be like, yeah, I feel upset, but I never let that emotion out and it would just sit so heavy in my chest. But this time around, I was really thankful to have worked on myself a lot more and been able to, you know, express this and communicate. And I had a really solid team around me, a really good support group. But man, it's just been really hard losing somebody. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I wasn't as close to this person as others are, obviously. I didn't even know this person for more than a couple months, but it was enough for them to have impacted me in such a way. And I also want to say, even if you don't know somebody as long as someone else does, that doesn't 
mean your emotions aren't valid. That's something I really struggled with with this situation because my whole town faced this tragedy too. It wasn't just me. I remember sitting down with my mentor slash therapist saying like, I feel wrong for feeling so much. Because this person had friends that were like siblings to them and they're experiencing a loss too and their ex-partner and all of it was just, I watched it all unfold. I, I saw everyone's emotions. I felt everyone's emotions, but also mine. And she expressed to me like, Mia, like your feelings are valid. You don't need to know somebody that long. Nobody else is in your shoes, nor are you in anyone else's shoes. You don't know what they're feeling. They don't know what you're feeling to the extent of how you feel emotions. But use your gift, use your empathy. And that's always something I've kept in mind. And like, this is how I empathize a lot with people is that if I can feel this way about X, X situation in my life, or a certain situation in my life, as I was trying to say, I said at the same time. And I can only imagine what they may feel. If not the same as me, maybe even more as me. And therefore, I have no right going around undermining other people's feelings and or their mind. You know, I am allowed to feel how I felt. And it was just really hard. And it's still really hard. This person was so young and... This summer was a summer of grieving for sure. That heaviness in my heart was the first time I ever labeled grief to it through this situation. Because I've experienced this feeling before, of course, not at this capacity, but I learned that grief isn't just something when you lose a person physically. Grief shows up when you have the loss of a relationship. The ending, right? Grief shows up when you lose a job or you change jobs. It doesn't have to be a loss, but a massive change. It's the ending. It's the death. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are experiencing this right now. Not me, because I am a college dropout, but which where there's grief there too. Not to the same extent, but grief of ending university and graduating and now you're heading into the real world. You're grieving that that student vibe and now shit's getting real and that's it that changes large, but man, when it happened it felt like, yo, I don't think this feeling is ever gonna go away. And to be honest, I don't know if it ever will. Because there comes times where, you know, you drive by something and it makes you think of them. Or you see something and it makes you think of them. And you still feel the same hurt. But I'm here to tell you, in my own experience at least, it does get lighter. I have experienced that it does get lighter. And, you know, it's crazy. It happened on the night that I, I'm at this local bar. A town over, a lot of people go here, and I see someone who is a spitting image of this person, and I almost collapsed right on the dance floor. 
because like you think you're never gonna get to see this person again and there you are you have a fucking doppelganger at the bar like I was so mentally fucked wanting to run up and hug this person and then look at me like yo this bitch is crazy and then think to myself like yo I would never see you again and then here in the back of my head like yeah no I get it but they ain't as good looking as me (laughs) and it makes me laugh because you know I take that for real and after that night I went to this place that reminds me of them and I just sat and I just talked to them and I cried but I reached to my heart and I pulled out this pain this energy and I said please take it I can't and right then and there it just got chills all over my body and I felt like I hit a breakthrough, which was really nice to feel lighter. You know, if you've ever experienced somebody, that heaviness I'm talking about. So, like I said, I did not really know how to navigate this situation, but I'm going to share a few things that helped me. Maybe it could help you or somebody you know. And the first thing is acknowledgement. Acknowledge the grief. Acknowledge the sorrow and the pain, the heartbreak, the anger. That's something I didn't expect to feel, but I absolutely felt. Maybe it's fucked up to say, but like, I'm sitting at a quick check. And this is a real story right now I'm going to share. I'm sitting at a quick check. And I see this person who is intoxicated, this old guy just looking for trouble, yelling at the top of his lungs, trying to pick a fight with any young kid he sees because he has a bone to pick with all of us. And I sit there and I'm thinking, you let this one live, but you took another younger one. And I was so frustrated at that. I was so angry. But I acknowledged it. Try not to mean it. But it was something I felt in the moment, and therefore it was real. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not something that wasn't real for me. I saw this tweet one time. came literally at the perfect moment that said, Grief is love with nowhere to go. And that helped me acknowledge that every time I feel this heaviness, that it's really love. It's heartbreak, but why do hearts break so hard? Because there's love there. Another thing that helped me is just my personal beliefs on how I feel about spiritual life and the journey and being able to communicate with them afterwards. Like I mentioned, like we can 100% still connect with our past loved ones. And by all means, I understand it's not the same as if they were here physically, but if you talk to them, I promise, I promise you connect, you can connect. 
They see what we're doing. They're with us every step of the way. A lot of people just think it's made up. It's in their head. And that's another thing I want to share. Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows, last movie. I don't want to spoil it, but I kind of have to to explain part of this. Harry's in this purgatory, and he's met up with Dumbledore that seems to be his guide. And he asks Dumbledore, well, is this even all real or is it in my head? And Dumbledore goes, well, just because it's in your head, why is that to say it's not real? And I think that's such a pivotal thing I've learned on my journey, especially being tuned in and having my own experiences, channeling others, past loved ones, is that you don't make it up. You you see something and you have a little like, they're called isms, not literally, I call them isms, but of what they would say in a situation or something that makes you laugh, like that's their energy coming through, that's their soul communicating with you through your mind, through your head, if you feel them physically you sense them around as someone who just resonates and believes in this journey so much that is something that helps me majorly because I know I can still connect and of course of course I'm not saying it it's the same as I'm being here physically and of course I would rather that over the other but the third thing that's helped me is acceptance you know I cannot control what I cannot control and this is something that is way out of my control. I have no say in this. And therefore, I need to come into acceptance. And it's 100% easier said than done to accept that they're gone, to accept that the situation is what it is. And I'm going to hit you guys with yet another quote. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And what I think that means in this situation is that like feeling the heartbreak and the loss and the grief and the sorrow of losing somebody you dearly love in this life and they're no longer your physical like that is real and that's something you're never going to be able to run away from in the moment when it first happens or however long it may last but suffering is a choice and in my case suffering to me was replaying the memories and not being able to move into a state of gratitude for them and instead being like oh man never get to do this again never get to do that they'll never get to experience that like how many times am I going to loop that over and over in my head when it just continues to well up my eyes let me stop myself before I head down that road of thoughts and instead let me just move into gratitude when I can if I can because it's not easy but with work it gets there you get there I feel like I'm so blessed to have those memories and this is something I can't control so I'm thankful and it was a beautiful experience. You know, I think 8 billion people almost on this planet, guys, it's not a coincidence that you meet the people you do. They're part of your close soul tribe. And this person had, we connected. Now we connected afterwards when they left. Stronger even, it's funny. <laughs> and for that, I'm so blessed. I remember back in July, I became a Reiki master. I finished my Reiki journey for Holy Fire, that lineage. And in the class, my teacher, she mentioned her mom and how like when you have, when you become Reiki certified, you may realize that you are now tapping into things that you used to never tap into. You start seeing and hearing things. You can start channeling and 100%. I knew from the jump I always had this ability, but I shut it out when I was younger through 
a scary experience, you know. They only come in if you allow them, so I haven't for such a long time, but she mentioned that when she was a Reiki master that she would always tug on her mom who was passed away and she would always talk to her. But one day she came into an understanding of like, you know, if we're on here, this earth, if we're here to heal and evolve, and I feel that my mom left not as healed as she could have been, what's to say that she's not on the other side still healed? And they go through like the seven heavens and the Reiki of like, you can call them dimensions. Everyone has a different understanding of them or the densities of souls heading to the other side still needing to do work and move through those densities, heavens. And she came to the realization of that she needed to let her mom go so she can go heal. And when the time was right, she can come back in and further assist her on her journey but she cannot keep pulling on her soul to help her grieving. She has to accept and let it go. And right then and there, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm the last person on the food chain. I felt like that this person should be coming in to remind me of their presence, if that makes sense. You know, they got family and siblings and friends from the womb that need their presence more and so once I finished my reiki that it was like a Saturday Sunday class that Wednesday I went to their gravesite and it's funny as soon as I got out of the car I see this beautiful white hawk that was running like running flying around in circles over this one particular tree and I was not at the burial so I didn't know where their gravestone, their grave or their tombstone was. And I was looking around for a while until something nudged me in the direction of like, go by the hawk. So I walked to the tree and I found the section and the dirt where the grass wasn't grown over yet. And their tombstone was not placed there yet. And I said, thank you, because I would have been running around this gravesite like a chicken out of the head trying to find where you were. And I decided that I wanted them to be the first person I offered this beautiful healing that I was blessed by the universe with to tap into, to channel for others. I wanted them to be the first person and I wanted to let them go. I didn't think it was fair for me or them anymore and I placed Riki on their grave and I went to some spots around my town that people visit frequently and I placed Riki there and you know for me I have a belief that I know it's working I know it's healing in one way or the other I obviously am not in other people's bodies or solely wise to understand how it's affecting somebody but I know it's helping and it just felt it felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be and they recently came back in giving me the okay to make this episode steering me in the right direction guiding me 
So I'm very appreciative. I also want to say too, like, I know angels can be in more than one place. I think that's important for people to believe if they do choose to believe that. Um, Because at that level, energy can be moved and manipulated in ways that we have no idea of. I understand that losing something is an opportunity to appreciate it. And acceptance and letting go, it's hand in hand. And I stand here today from May to September with a soft smile on my face. Tears welling up in my eyes, but a breath of relief. So, yeah, that's how I've been coping with grief. I hope you guys, if you are struggling, you go get help. Because I only know what I feel and this is, was something that is debilitating on a whole other level. And I always say we are not put on this earth to suffer. And, you know, even if I can't see proof that it gets better, although I have, I'll keep that hope. I feel like that's so important that you can't expect something but not believe in it. So yeah, that is my summer of grief. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, if you have, you know, I want to say stories. If you want to share something, hit up my IG. Would love to hear. I would love to reminisce the good times of your past loved ones together and remember them with hearts full of love instead of sorrow. So thank you guys again for tuning in. I love you all so much. And I'll catch you on the next wave. Bye.